opinions and views expressed in this podcast do not reflect the views of HTT Media Group. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, lovelies, and thanks again for tuning in to Listen Closely. If you haven't already, please follow me on Facebook, where I'll be posting all things related to the topics of each episode, as well as merchandise and many other different things. So without further ado, please sit back, relax, and listen closely. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode eight. Can you believe we're already on episode eight? Episode eight. It's kind of crazy. So um, for those of you who may or may not know, we're actually in our new studio. Uh, we just recently moved our location, basically a door down. So you can see that you'll probably see some progress pictures on uh, my Facebook page at HTT Listen Closely. Or you can also look on So Here's the Thing, which is the flagship show, and you can see, you know, the little progress pictures that we will have up. Uh, We already have a few up, but we're going to post some more. So that way you can kind of see the new studio and see where I do what I do. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. And we don't have a name for it yet. We're working on that, though. No name on the studio? No name on the studio. It's not going to be the same name? Nope. Ooh. We uh, we don't know what it's going to be called yet. We, We thought about it, and... So if you maybe have suggestions. Yeah, and that's that's what I think we're going to do. I think we're going to give it to the audience, uh, to all the shows, and just kind of let them decide. All right, so you heard it here. So if you, by chance, have a suggestion, obviously it is not just my studio. It is a company studio, so we do a little bit of everything. We do sports. We do a the flagship show that kind of promotes our area. We also do a show, another podcast called It Is What It Is. They talk about literally everything. Mm-hmm. And it can be kind of controversial, but still yeah. a great show. Yeah. Uh, and then we also have another show that's more geared towards men and how they, you know. Function. Function. <laughs> and how they should, uh, yeah. you know, behave in the society because uh, we definitely are kind of losing some sights on some of that stuff. Right. But so yeah, definitely you can uh, email me at httlistenclosely at gmail dot com. Your suggestions. You can also email the company itself, which is httsilsby at gmail dot com. You can also message us on Facebook. Uh, mine, which I just said was at httlistenclosely, or uh, so here's the thing uh, at httsilsby. Yes. Okay. Want to make sure. Yes. So the, <laughs> yeah. The so here's the thing has the same email as the company. So, okay. Yeah. So yeah. So definitely, if you have any suggestions, let us know. I mean, you might come up with something way better than us. Uh. So just to get a little small, small away from the before we get into the episode. Right. Uh, I just want to real quickly also tell you about uh, another, it's a small mini-series. It might be alive, but we're still kind of working out the details on it. Uh, It's going to be for frequently asked questions, because I've had many people come up to me and say, hey, you know, I have this question, and it's actually some pretty good questions. 
like a lot of people come up with some really good questions on, you know, like where do I get my information? How do I decide what to cover, what not to cover, things like that. So if you have any questions you want answered, you can uh, email me again or send me a message on Facebook. Yeah. And uh, I'll get those in and we'll kind of arrange them. And like I said, we might do a live, so definitely check the Facebook for more details on that. There you go. Okay. So without further ado, we're going to finally get into the episode. And do you know what it's about? You told me it's about Bishop's Palace. Yes, I told you, but do you know what it's about? No. Like, what about Bishop's Palace? Not exactly. All right. Well, Bishop's Palace, also formerly known as Grisham's Castle, is Mm. in uh, Galveston. We recently went there for a vacation for our little uh, anniversary. Wasn't long enough. Was not long enough and (laughs) did not want to come back, but we did. You know, kind of sad story, but, you know, life goes on. Um, and, but we didn't go to Bishop's Palace this time because no. we went the last time we were in Galveston. Right. Right. Which was oh. about two years ago. Was it already two yeah. years ago? Or was it one year ago? Mm, no, it was one year ago because we went on our anniversary for our first year. Yeah. Cause we always go to yeah. Galveston. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So just some quick facts about, uh, Bishop's Palace, formerly known as Gresham Castle. Uh, it is located at 1402 Broadway, and they have self-guided tours daily from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, and the ticket prices can be found on their website or on Facebook or really anywhere. Um, it is a 19,082 square feet uh, building that is in a Victorian style. Um, it was built for the lawyer, uh, Colonel Walter Gresham. Hence the name Gresham Castle, and designed by Galveston's premier architect Nicholas Clayton. Say that again about the square footage. How how big was it? Nineteen thousand and eighty-two square feet. Okay, so I just want you to think about this for a moment. Okay, uh-huh. so most modern houses mm-hmm. are somewhere around two thousand square foot. Okay, and that's that. You're looking at a probably a hundred thousand dollar house, hundred fifty thousand, right? right? So that's not that is okay. So if you well, live, you also got to have to remember before you go on. This is also uh, right stories, right? Four stories, I believe. Right, but so just think about that being so. That's nine houses almost, or a little bit over nine houses. Yeah, like modern it's, houses. It's pretty big. Yeah, and we've been in it. We know it's big. Oh yeah, but it is so beautiful. It is gorgeous. Like that. That is one of the like. If you're in Galveston, you have to go there. If not for the ghost stories or the history, just go for the architecture and the just the ornate furniture that's even there and, like, how they had stuff. And I can tell you that, you know, be going there, everybody's going to have a favorite room. My favorite room was the altar room, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure she'll talk about. But Tiny bit. Uh, yeah. So pick out your favorite room because there's a lot. Yeah. So, so let's get into a little bit of the background of Walter Gresham who uh, built this amazing house. He was born July 22nd, 1841, in Kings and Queens County, Virginia. Uh, He served as a private in the Confederate States Army in the Civil War, so not the Union. He was for the South. Okay. Just just so we get that clear. Um, But, you know, not a terrible guy, if you actually look into it, which I'm actually about to tell you. Yeah. So while he was a private in the uh, Confederate States Army, he also kind of double-dutied 
and studied law and was actually admitted into the bar in 1867 where he decided to practice in Galveston. Uh, so he, other than, you know, just being a general lawyer, other things include being a district attorney for the area. He was a Texas House of Representative, an elected uh, Democrat to the 53rd Congress, briefly served as an officer of the Gulf, Colorado, and Santa Fe Railway, and also dabbled in stocks. stocks. So he did a little bit of everything. He yeah. was a stockholder. He was a lawyer. He was congressman. He was, like he did everything. Jack of all trades. Oh, yeah. But, you know, after everything was done, he resumed his practice uh, of law in Galveston. Okay. So he kind of continued that, you know, as we know, elected officials, they come and go, and, you know, they have lives after they're done serving. Right. Uh, and another small little thing, he did get married in 1868 while doing all these amazing things okay. to a wife named Josephine and fathered nine children. Woo! Yes, they were very busy. And just a small background on uh, Josephine, because I could not find that much. But it is said she was an artist who painted the murals throughout the home and through extravagant parties. Because, you know, she sh they were somebody. So, I don't know if you remember all those murals that were painted all yeah. around that house. In fact, I think there is a picture of Josephine in the house. Yeah, there there's yeah. still pictures, yeah. But yeah. she painted them... And it is also said that her photo, like her pictures, uh, the paintings had very detailed faces, and some of those faces might actually be of her children. Hmm. So that's kind of cool. Like the little angels that you saw, I believe it was on the ceiling of one of the rooms, might actually be the faces of her children. That's really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Okay. So, obviously, throughout this time, uh, the house was built I want to say, oh, yeah, it was 87 through 92. Okay. So this is before the 1900 storm. Right. They moved into the house in 1893, I believe, if I remember correctly. So, you know, they moved in, you know, settled in. They were having a great time, having parties, you know, living their best life. Then the 1900 storm hit. Yeah. And as we know from the previous show, it killed for anywhere from 6,000 to 12,000. Unfortunately, we do not know the true accurate number because there was just so many and there was no true count ever right. documented. Like, they, they had to unfortunately just do what they had to do because they had to clean up not only the debris, but unfortunately also those bodies had right. to be taken care of. Um, it is said that the water during that September, August, September time was so warm that uh, it was almost like warm bath water. That's how warm the water was at that time. Mm. And as we know here in the south, warm water means very strong hurricanes right. and pretty quickly developing hurricanes. Yeah. So during that storm, only a few buildings remained standing, including Bishop's Palace. But at that time... Gresham Castle. Right. Uh, Walter Gresham served on the committee that secured state funds to help with the building of the present seawall in Galveston hmm. and also helped in raising the city by 16 feet. Oh, wow. So he was very pro, you yeah. know, pro city. Like, right. Uh, he, he wanted to make sure that he had what was best for the city, for his home, and for his neighbors. Right. But not only that. 
But when the storm hit and afterwards, obviously, there's a lot of people who are now without homes. Right. And Mr. Gresham decided to open up his home for refuge. Oh, wow. So there were plenty of people coming and going. And again, with this storm, no telling how much debris was on his own property. While his house may have stood, there's still plenty of debris and possibly bodies in his yard. Yeah. And I think that's the thing about this guy, because if if I'm this guy, I'm thinking, okay, I just watched this terrible storm happen in my own backyard. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to do whatever I can because I am – you know, I've, I've been blessed at this time in my life to make sure that this can never happen again. Right. So I'm getting the seawall built. I'm raising the land, you know. Yeah. I'm doing all the things to make sure that these people are taken care of. Yeah. And one of the reasons that his house survived, because, you know, I know what you're thinking. How did his house survive? Well, if you've gone or seen pictures, you know that his house is not just a wood frame house. It is actually a uh, stone right. work as well as some marbling in there. Like, right. it's it's a pretty nice. That's why they call it a castle. Because yeah. I mean, it it's was. It's fortified, most definitely. And I will actually uh, post a little film that some that I don't remember where exactly it's from because I can't think off the top of my head. But uh, someone had made a short film of the area shortly after the storm. And you can see the landscape just completely decimated by mm. the storm. And then you see Bishop's Palace still standing in wow. all of that rubble. And it's crazy to see. I will post that. I actually found that just kind of scrolling through Facebook. Um, so why is it called Bishop's Palace if not Gresham Castle? Because you think it should be called Gresham's Castle still, right? Yeah. But it's not. It's not. It is called Bishop's Palace. So, the house was sold to the Diocese of Galveston, Houston in 1923 by Walter's daughter after he had passed away. And, uh, let's see, Bishop Christopher Edward Bryan resided there for many years, but he eventually died of a heart attack at 82. Hmm. He was a well-respected bishop and man that, it is said, 8,000 people attended his funeral. So, he's a pretty big guy. And in 1963, the house was opened to the public by the diocese. And in 2007, uh, they managed it into a museum by the Galveston Historical Foundation. And it is now a historical house and, you know, marker. Um, Oh, I forgot to mention, Walter Gresham did sadly pass away November 6th, 1920 in Washington, D.C. in the state capitol. Really? Yes. But he would came back home. He was buried in Lakeview Cemetery in Galveston. Hmm. So he came back to where his heart was. Yeah. All right. So let's get into these ghosts. So, and it kind of it. So before you say this, and this kind of ties in with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at the picture that you're referring to, and it is just heartbreaking. Yeah, I like, mean they, like you see the pictures and then you just see that one building yeah. standing like it's it's so weird to have that one building out of like all this rubble and wreckage and yet that one's still standing. Mm. Like it's Anyways, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. But okay, so this is a ghost. So it is said that there are two dominant ghosts. Okay. But that there might also be a couple of others around. So one of the ghosts 
is obviously Walter Gresham. Right. Uh, he also walks around the skirt of the area, so if you know, it's got kind of a porch, and there is still some uh, the lawn, obviously. So he is said to kind of walk the property to just make sure his house is okay, because after that kind of a storm, you kind of want to make sure that your house is okay. Plus, he is also said, which ties into the storm, he is also said to be very active during hurricanes or right before hurricanes or very bad storms. He is said right. to be seen even more to make sure that his house is okay. So he's kind of one of those ghosts, like, you're not going to always see him. Sometimes you see him, but especially before hurricanes or bad storms, you will see him. Um, so that's kind of a kind of cool thing. Like, he's particularly active during those times. Right. Another ghost you might see is his wife, Josephine. Oh. She is said to move different objects throughout the house. See, I've never heard of this one. Yeah. And um, so being part of the wealthier class, they traveled to many different places. Each place that they traveled, she would send home a postcard. Hmm. So she had a little postcard collection of all the places that they traveled. Okay. Very dear to her because, I mean, if you pull out a postcard, you think, oh, yeah, I remember when we went to blank. And we did this. We had amazing times. So, you know, they're kind of like keepsakes for her. Right. Memories. Beautiful memories. Those postcards are in a box. And that box is said to move all throughout the area. Hmm. So, and they believe that is Josephine kind of moving her postcards, kind of flipping through them. And, right. You know, just reliving her good times and also making sure that her house is okay. Yeah. Because, again, she threw extravagant parties. So, she absolutely loved that house. She is said to be the painter of the uh, murals in there. Mm-hmm. So she also put her heart and soul into this house. Right. Um, a couple other ghosts are said to also reside there, but it is unclear who they exactly are. They could be the bishop coming to his former home to kind of, you know, again, make sure that everything's okay because it is still Bishop's Palace. So some rooms have been changed. As you said, the altar room is uh, one of the rooms that did get kind of changed yes. up, and it is now a beautiful prayer room. You have the benches and the beautiful stained glass. Yes, Like, gorgeous. it is absolutely gorgeous. And um, there's said to be possibly a ghost in there, which they believe would be the bishop. And then there are also other figures throughout the lawn area. And that is said to be either the former residents or quite possibly some uh, unfortunate souls that were blessed there because of the storm. Right. So they're not too sure if maybe it was the storm victims trying to find their way home, trying to, you know, figure out what's going on because the storm just, I mean, it didn't come out of nowhere, but it hit them basically out of nowhere because they were not prepared. Or it could be just the residents of yesteryears just kind of checking in on their house and their grounds. Yeah. So that is all the ghosts that are currently there. While we were there, I can't say I really saw anything. I actually felt pretty peaceful. Yeah. And especially in that altar room. Like, I just felt so much peace there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I never really felt eerie by any sense. Um, Some of the, I will tell you this, some of the hallways are kind of small. Um, especially when you go down to the bottom floor. Um, but 
other than that, I mean, it is an extravagant. Av- yeah, mm-hmm. I, I never felt like anything was wrong. And I forgot to mention that um, Josephine is also seen uh, on the stairway. Okay. And they they describe her as an elegant woman ascending the famous octagonal mahogany staircase, which they believe to be Josephine, as she's echoing the motions of kind of what she's done in the past. I mean, you know, going up and down the stairs, and especially during parties back in those days, you know, they would announce, you know, the arrival of people. Right. So maybe it's her again, quite possibly doing that. I mean, who knows? Could be. But, uh, yeah, like, I felt completely at peace at it, and I don't know if it's just we just were comfortable there or if it's possibly just the peacefulness because uh, Gresham did open up his home, and it was a place of peace for many people because, you know, besides if you're on the outside, there's complete chaos. There's debris everywhere. You don't know where you're going anymore. Like, your house is gone. Right. Like, it's not, and it's not like, okay, you know, there's the rubble. Like, your house is gone, gone. You're probably looking at the rubble of a house from, like, five miles away at this point. Right. I mean, it's not even your house rubble. It's quite possibly somebody else's. Yeah. And along that, you have, you know, death around you. You have the disease still of uh, yellow fever. So, your life is complete chaos right now. And so, for some of those people... That house was a beautiful refuge. It was a warm place. It was a welcoming place. So it wasn't just for Gresham and his family. It was for everybody. So I think that's why maybe we feel just a calm, right. peaceful maybe feeling. So. And, and, you know, and like she was saying, you know, the, the, with the hurricanes, and we kind of talked about this the last episode, like, and you know, if you live down this way and, and, and where we live, um, I've seen it to where a hurricane hits, and these people leave their houses, luckily – and they come home, and there's nothing but a slab left. Right. Like, I it, mean, during Rita, we yeah. we let we weren't even gonna leave. Yeah. Like, we were not gonna leave. It was the morning of the storm, I believe. Right. That we finally decided. Look, okay, most people have already evacuated, so we'll go ahead and take our chances. We'll go ahead and leave. Yeah. And so we left. A storm hit, and we actually stayed away for a pretty long time because they wouldn't let us come back. For, yeah. I think it was like a month or so. Yeah. So we stayed gone for a long time. And because we are on the outskirts of the city, you know, the city got power way before we did. Right. Like, we were kind of outskirts. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not that they didn't care about us more. It's just that they had to make sure that these businesses opened up. I mean, for, like, the grocery store opened up before right. so people can get supplies to come home. And that's that's one of the things about it. You know, you look at it from perspective. Like, the last hurricane we had, Harvey. hmm um, me and you were communicating to that. I was trapped. I was yeah, in Beaumont in, yeah, for two and a half weeks. Yeah. And they wouldn't let us over the bridge. One of the bridges broke. Like, they wouldn't let us over that bridge. We couldn't get out the other way. Yeah, because they were like, flooded. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then so during Rita, we left, gone a whole month, still thinking, okay, well, you know, yeah. they say it's bad, but we really don't know. We come back, and there is a house, I mean, a, a tree completely on top of the house yeah. and if you know pine trees around here they're huge mm-hmm. like they're tall and the only room that was spared shockingly was my room and the kitchen yeah so if we would have stayed and we had our cousins actually there with us and mm-hmm. one was staying with me so we slept in the same bed while yeah. the other one was with older slept with my sister in her bed and so that way we can kind of yeah have rooms and stuff um they wouldn't be here today if right. we had decided to go ahead and stay. 
Yeah. I mean, my parents, my cousin, my grandmother, my sister. Yeah. I mean, I'd basically be here by myself. But, you know, luckily we did leave. Yeah. But that's just kind of one of those things like, you know, even in this advanced age or state, we're still like, ah, it's fine. We'll stay. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it, and I and I encourage people to make sense of hurricanes. If you live in our area, if you live where you have active hurricanes all the time, don't try to be a hero. And know your house. Yeah. Like brick homes. Okay. Yeah. Brick homes. No trees around you. Nothing. Okay, you might be a little bit better off yeah. than a mobile home with thousands of pine trees ar- right. surrounding you. I mean, do what's best for you and your family. Absolutely. I mean, I, I will never say, you know, don't go or go because I understand financially some right. people may not be able to or, you know, some other reasons. And, you know, if you know, again, anything about the kind of the south area or emergencies in general – Police, fire, um, EMS, those guys have to stay. Right, yeah. So they don't really get a choice of can I go or can I not go. Those guys have to stay. there's a story, and I'm going to tell this story real quick. So there's a story, obviously. So my family grew up in wastewater management and uh, water management. Mm -hmm. Uh, They all worked for the city uh, where we live in. Well, obviously, because of that, they're they're emergency responders for hurricanes. Because one of the first things that happen if, is the lines break. Right. Uh, sewer lines, when trees pull up, they pull up sewer lines and water lines and all that oh kind yeah. of stuff. So um, one of the things that – so they all stayed, and they stayed in our old uh, school gymnasium. And my family, my family members have an account of they were scared to death because the literal roof on the gymnasium – would, would come up, it would lift the rafters up, and then it would slam them back down. And mm-hmm. so they they were freaking out. Like, and, and, again, that's with today's right, building codes right. and stuff. Like, we're supposed to be better off yeah. than back then. So if it's happening now with our stronger buildings and stronger material right. and, you know, stuff like that, imagine them back then. Absolutely. Like, it's just absolutely crazy, and unfortunately, like I said, they were just not prepared. The government at that time downplayed it significantly. They said, yeah, they didn't, at first, they didn't even want to acknowledge it was a hurricane. Right. And then when they finally said, yes, it's a hurricane, but it's not going to be that bad. But luckily, they had people like the Grishams that made, paved the way for, hey, you know, and they keep, they were keeping their house safe. Right. And helped other people. And it sounds like. They're keeping it. They're still keeping it safe. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they still worry to this day about their house, their well-being, yeah. as well as the well-being of the city that they called home. Yeah, I mean, they might not have been born and bred Texan, but I can guarantee you, they're Texan now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, he opened up his heart and his home and helped Galveston for future generations. Yeah. So, like I said, the the seawall is there currently and is there today, thanks to him as well as other people on that commission. Um, It does definitely help buffer the storms, but, I mean, unfortunately, Mother Nature will do what she does. That's it. So, while we can kind of safeguard ourselves, we are never truly safe. So, I guess my question to you is, uh, Miss Bobby... Mm-hmm. Do you believe that Bishop's Palace or uh, Gresham Castle? Do you believe it's haunted? 
I don't know if it's exactly haunted. I've never seen the ghost personally, but I can definitely tell you when I went, I did feel at peace. And it wasn't just because, you know, I was with the love of my life at a pretty cool building. It was just the minute you step in there, you feel the warmth. And that could definitely be the residual feelings, like I said, from the former residents as well as people who found refuge there. Yeah. So what what, what do you think? I mean, I think that I, I'm kind of right there in line with you. I think the warmth that was in the Gresham's heart, that was in the bishop's heart himself, mm-hmm. um, I think that uh, it's it's definitely felt when you walk into that palace. So, but, uh, All yeah. Right. Well, uh, as always, I do post my little extras. So if you want to check out my extra little photos, tidbits, other little, like I said, that video that I found of, the storm shortly after when daylight was there. Uh, you can check it out on Facebook at HTT Listen Closely, but you can also check it out on Instagram and TikTok. All of them are at HTT Listen Closely. So it's kind of, I kind of kept it the exact same across the board so it's easier for you to find me. So you can check me out on all those different social medias. As always, you can find me on all these beautiful streaming services like Apple Podcast, Google Play, I mean, sorry, Google Podcast, Anchor, Spotify, um, Breaker, and many, many more for the complete list. You can go to my Facebook to see all of the providers of my podcast. There you go. All right. So I hope everybody has a beautiful week, beautiful day. It is starting to warm up. Unfortunately, that means so are the waters, so Mm -hmm. definitely look out for that. Tomorrow is actually the first official opening day, shall we say, of uh, the National Hurricane Center and forecasting our Atlantic. Thankfully, nothing's out there. There was something small that did get named, but it already dissipated, and we're great, and we're good to go. Hopefully, we don't see a storm for a good while, and hopefully, they are not that, you know, not that big. There you go. But as always, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please leave a five stars on Apple to let us know we're doing a good job. And never forget to listen closely.